know, I, I just always like to say this because because of this power, you are here today. And I wrote this down. We should lift up our holy hands and thank God for the Bible. If the Bible did not exist, we would have no way of knowing that Jesus defeated Satan and all his demons at the cross. We would have no way of knowing that we have a hope. God knows that we can be healed. We would have no way of knowing that we can be delivered. We would have a way of knowing that because he lived. We know he lived because this Bible tells us that on the third day he rose up with power and honor. If no, no Bible exists, I wouldn't be here today because I would have no hope. Amen. Okay, I'm not going to get too much um, into that today. Well, today we are teaching on the, the resurrection of Christ and the church. The resurrection of Christ, of what God has done for us in Christ Jesus, should consume the spirit of the mind and the praise of our lips for what he has done for us in Christ Jesus. When he raised him from the dead and made him the head of the church. We are the church. Jesus' resurrection made him a new person. A changed life. His life was different. We will talk about the church new life later on. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 and 23 reveal his changed life. His new life. You say, well, Jesus, if you, Jesus was not made Lord over the church when he walked up on the earth. He was not raised up in heavenly places when he walked on the earth. But after his resurrection, he was a changed person. He was a new person. He had a new position. God made him head of the church. And that same power that dwells in us to change us, to make us a new person, to make us different from the world, that same power made him the head of the church. Let's read verse 22 and 23 says, And have put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. 23. Which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. This all happened when he was raised up from the dead. He had a different body. A different way of living. A different way of walking. He was made to be head of the church. Different from what he were before he was resurrected from the dead. Verse 14, let's read uh, some of the different things that he done after his resurrection. And I'm hoping that by me teaching about Jesus changing life, that you will see that we need to have a changing life as well. 
that when God saved us, he saved us to live holy. He didn't save us to continue sinning. We were saved from sin. We didn't save to sin. We were saved to go a place that we never been before. That place is called what? Heaven. And heaven is for a place that people had made themselves ready. And God has provided everything that I need to live holy. There's nothing like it. There's nothing missing in my life that I cannot live holy. The only thing missing in my life is my mindset. But the power, hey, I have power to live holy. Just like you have power to sing, you have power to live holy. It's, I make the choice. And like last week we were teaching on when Satan returned back to his home, what did he found? We said that he found that we were happy about the name of Jesus, but we never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Master over our life. That's why he's, he's easy for him to enter back in. The Bible said that Satan said himself, I will return back to my house from which I came out of. And the Bible said when he went back to his house, he found there was no Lord over that house. He saw you in there praising and worshiping God. He saw you in there naming and claiming and all that. All that was good. He saw you upside excited about the name of Jesus. But after a couple of years, excitement about Jesus is well or bad. Why? He was never made your Lord. Well, you feel like shouting doesn't matter. He's still your Lord. Yeah. Well, he bless you with anything. And, 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 yes, he says he's going to bless us. But just in case you don't get blessed every week, he's still your Lord. Yeah. He's still worthy to be praised. Yeah. And when the devil returned, Lord, let me move on from this. He said, I found nothing. There was no master in that house. Every house needs to be ruled by a Lord and a master. And he said, I looked in the window. All I saw them was praising and worshiping God, but no commitment. Half hearted commitment. He said, and they were just worshiping and praising God. And I heard Jesus say, these people worship me with their lips. Uh -huh. Oh, but their heart is so far from me. Then he said in the book of Revelation, pick up the tape if you like to hear this, because it's going to uh, really bless your soul. He said, uh, I, I, I wish that you'd be hot or cold. said, you look warm. He said, it, it would be so much easier for me to know where to put you. <laughs> he said, I, I wouldn't have to have a, a spiritual meeting if you were just hot or cold. He said, but because you are what? Lukewarm, neither hot, you are neither hot or cold. He said, because you are just a lukewarm Christian, serve God the way that you want to serve God. Do what you want to do. Pray when you want to pray. It's all about you and all about serving God, but yet you say he's your Lord. But if he's your Lord, you obey a Lord. Because the Lord has rulership over you. And God said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do absolutely nothing that I tell you? Thank God he didn't cuss. 
like to credit. I'm not the teacher, I always tell you guys that. I'm working. And guess who's my boss? Jesus Christ, because this is his church. It's not my church. The Bible of God that said that Jesus Christ was made head of the church. How this Christian said it is Jesus' church? It was his plan, his idea, not my idea. He signed me up to work for him. Right. And guess who was the teacher? I'm not the teacher. The Holy Ghost was sent to teach us all. So if you have a problem with anything about me, go see my uh, supervisor, which is the Holy Ghost. Uh, and you can go talk to my boss, which is Jesus. Uh, and they'll straighten me out. Because I'm on duty now. I told someone after I left church, they were saying, I said, I'm off the clock. Well, ask me a little question, I'm off the clock. I'm finished my job for the day. But anyway, you said back to when I'm teaching on, I'm following the Holy Spirit, that's all. The Holy Spirit wants us to know what was said last week that we need to know. Why, when the enemy comes back, we go back into that same old way of living, the same old way of thinking, the same old way of doing things. Why? You know why? Because when he returns back to his house, he called it his house, Matthew 12, 43, you can read it. You don't have to turn to it now. He called it his house. He said, when I go back to my house that I came out of, it's my house. Jesus, you invited Jesus in to put me out of my house, but she made a promise. I'm going back to my house. And I have news for you, too, that spirits never die. Jesus Christ stripped Satan of all his power at the cross, but he did not destroy the spirit. Just like you're a spirit, you will never die. You will live in heaven or hell. You will never, ever die again in life. You will never die. Your flesh will die, but your real you is the spirit that's going to be with God or live in hell or heaven. It will never die. And that's something you will never die. You can't die. You will want to die, but you cannot die. Satan and all the spirit that left your body when you accepted Jesus Christ went into John's place and they were stripped of their power to control you. But that's why they said they can come back looking to make a way back into your house, his house rather, and start controlling you again. Because spirit, you can cast them out, but you notice that every spirit that will cast out of you comes back and knock on your door. Have you noticed that? You went, where did this come from? He said, I promise you, I made a promise to you that I will return back into my house for which I came out of. I'm coming back. And the Bible said, when he came back and saw that bozo Lord and master over you, what did he do? He went back and bought seven more worse than himself, the Bible said. Is that in your Bible? Yes. And you understand why you, you know, as the years progress and you slow down and you're not excited about the name of Jesus anymore. It used to be so exciting to us. We need to just sing Jesus, talk to Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But then I notice it's not a much excitement about the name of Jesus. When the name of Jesus loses excitement in your life, we begin to go back into our old way of living because Jesus was never your made Lord and master over your life. <coughs> He said, I must become your Lord and your master. 
promise ain't going to come into your life. If I'm not your Lord and Master, you will give up. You will look other places for enjoyment, entertainment. Mm -hmm. And you will say that it's okay now. It's all right now. We can do this now. That's your Bible. Your, your, your self-righteousness. And God said to me, the church is trying to change Jesus. Trying to change him into a rock and roll Jesus. To make him excited again. Because he was excited by this using the name of Jesus and the blessing that he done. You was excited, but you're not excited about it anymore. So now you're trying to change him. Tell him it's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. Have you noticed that? Come on, church. We said it's okay to have a party in the church and get down and all that kind of stuff down. We want to change him, but he said, I am the Lord thy God, and I change his not. You might change, but I will never change. Holiness without no man shall ever see the Lord, and that is a fact in life, and it's a spiritual principle that cannot be changed or broken. You might think it's okay. I don't care how many people agree on it. I don't care how what they said. All I know that Bible said, holiness without no man to see the Lord, and no man has the right to tell you. I tell you that, but Jews, man didn't die for you. Man didn't hang on that cross for you. Man wasn't willing to lay down his life and take the boots that they put on him on that cross just to save you. No human being would ever do that for another human being. So if it's not in the Bible, and it sounds good because of who this person is, and he must be in attack with God, so you think it's okay. But 20 years ago, it was not okay. You notice that? A lot of things that we thought were sin, we don't think it's sin now. You notice that? How, what happened? They got holy. But that's life. Jesus only come. Do you, are you planning on going to heaven or hell? Do we live like we want to go to heaven? Or do we live like we want to go to hell? Don't question me, Dr. Bear. This is not what you start out with. I'm sorry, I'm on my job and I will not get tired. See, I thought I know what you want. But the Holy Ghost said, I know what they need. Need to change the way you live. You know, God said to me a couple weeks ago, he said, never mind the faces, Dr. Betty. That's okay. I'm here to make a difference through the Holy Ghost to make a difference in your life. I'm not here to just make you think it's okay sinning. Okay, living the way you want to live and stand before God and give an account for your soul because you know what? God has placed every person's soul in the hands of whoever teaches who is the leader. He said, I have to teach you the right, teach you the truth because I have to give an account for your soul. I always thought, God, that's not fair. People won't listen. He said, never mind about that. As long as you teach the word. 
But if you do not teach the word, you will give an account for Sister Deuce, Sister Joe, Sister Bubble, whatever life. Because you do not want to offend them. And you will skip around what I'm telling you to say. I'm not skipping through the tulip patch. Absolutely nobody can show the talk. I like to sleep at night. I don't want the Holy Ghost waking me up saying, you know I said to you to say this and you didn't say it because you know I don't care what I know about you. I'm still going to say whatever the Holy Ghost tells me to say. He said, come out from among them and be re-separated, said the Lord of hosts, and I will receive you as my son and my daughter. He said, separate yourself from the world. He said in verse Romans 12, 12, 1, Paul said, I beseech thee, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, what God has done for us on that cross, how he died for us, to save us, to give us a plan and a hope. He said, I beseech thee, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be ye transformed. Yeah. Live a different lifestyle. Yeah. The world look at you. Do they see the same thing? Or do they see you living different? Or you just talking different, but you're living like the devil? Yeah. He said, oh my God, this is an Easter sermon. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what? Now, you know this back in, uh, I don't know where a lot of people are doing it now, but you always buy a new outfit for Easter. Mm -hmm. What that mean? A change. Yeah. So Easter and resurrection represent a change in life. Why do you go buy a new outfit at Easter then? <laughs> you want something what? Different. So when God raised you up by his mercy and grace, he wanted you to live a what? A different lifestyle. Christ in all things 
Uh, oh God. That is the evidence of being in Christ. You can shout you born again, but the evidence is the old you passing away. A changed life. A new life. A life, a life that is different from the world. When the world will look at you. Can they tell that you've been with Jesus? We are the what? The light of the world. Do they see your light shining? We are the salt of the earth. Are we preserving anybody on our job? You know, God called us and made us so many wonderful things. I understand that when we stand before him, we're going to have to give an account. Because what I call you to do and be, I've given you the power to be and do everything. God will never ask me to do anything that was out of my reach and out of my power. Why, why are you asking me to live holy? I can't live holy, so yes, you can. So why would I say holiness without no man can see the Lord when I know you cannot live holy? We can live holy because the God in us can live through us. Amen. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect, but God knows that you can live better what you're living now. <laughs> this changes that much. That's right. Every week. Like I said, check with my boss, okay? <laughs> but this is nothing that I have up here. Oh my God. And the Bible tells us that, that Roman 8 and 11. Hmm. Uh, you know, they used to say back in the older days, get right to church. And let's go home. But it's the morning, I can understand it, but you know it's time to get right, church. Amen. One day we all going to stand before a holy God, I'm telling you. It's not going to be fun then. You might can do what you want to do now, and you say, I'm my own boss, and who are you to tell me this? But there's one day that we all want to have to stand before the judgment seat of God. And the Bible said we're going to give an account for the deeds that were done in our body. Amen. That day is coming, sister brother. One day, will, it, will that day come 50 or 60 or 80 years from the day, but one day you're still going to stand before God. You might not be here when the world wraps, the world is wrapped out of here, and God come back to get the world, close everything out, but you're still going to stand before God. That's right. One day to give an account. Every person in here will be judged. God will not miss a soul. You know how you slip and slide now? <laughs> you stand before God, there'll be no more slipping there, no more sliding. You can cry, you can bellyache, you can make God a promise that he sends you back to heaven or send you wherever you live holy. It's over. God said, I'm a little savior then, but I'm your judge now. I've given you opportunity on the world. People preached to you, preached to you, talked to you, taught you. You had your own mindset. You had your own way of living holy. But now, you're standing at the judgment seat of God, looking into his holy eyes. The book of life, he called it the book of life, has been opened. That's got to be a holiday. You standing there next to be judged. 
And your mind is telling you, you know what, how you sin and how they tell you in the church and all that, you wouldn't pay it no attention, you didn't commit yourself, you stand in all that going through your mind, and you hope, I hope God don't know about that. <laughs> you know, all that stuff that you've been doing and all that, how you've been praying church, living a loose, warm life, half-hearted, committed to God, never sacrificed absolutely nothing for God, nothing at all for God. It's all about you and nobody else. You never made him Lord of your life. Oh, you just only wanted to use him when you got in trouble to help you. You get all holy then with hell on brick loose in your house or a, a sickness hit your body. You're holier than anybody in the church there. But once God healed your body, deliver you from whatever was going on, you're back into your same way again. You know why? He was never made Lord. Through all of these trials and tribulations, you never made him your Lord. God Almighty, I don't know. I don't, God has to help me sometimes. Sometimes I just, I, I, I guess I just say, how can you treat God this way? Mm -hmm. All what he's done for you. Yeah. Don't you remember when you were down and out because of yourself and you cried unto God and you plead to God and he helped you, he delivered you yeah. and this how you treat him? Not that everything is going well in your life, no problem, no issue. You got a good job, money to bank, good God. And this is how you treat him. This is the thanks that you give him. And I had to, God had to help me all my life. I had that problem, oh God help me. How can you even live that kind of way when I remember how you was bad and how you was crying and want God to help you? And he did. But the things that you give him, you go back to the devil that got you in all the trouble. Instead of serving him, you go back and serve the devil till you get in more trouble, then you run to God. Why don't you run to the nightclub then? No, uh, you want you want the church to pray for you then. Well, why don't you go to the way all the hell started? Just think about your life. We all, the Bible said, examine yourself. We all need to look back on our life. How we serving God now, how we appear to how we used to serve him. He used to be, well, he was never your Lord. That's why he's having a problem with you now. Because if you have but one sin, God is still should be your Lord. Yes, sir. Can't wait to do God, make God your Lord, and you got everything. He's not your Lord. You basing it on your things. See, we spend more time seeking the hand of God instead of the face of God. We always look for his hand. What you can give me. Name it and claim it. But what about his face? His face is him holy. His face is separate yourself. We go to seminars. There's nothing wrong with seminars, but what are your purpose for going? To learn how to live holy? No, I don't think so. You go to see what you can get from God. Amen. You think God doesn't know that? Have to have to break his heart to see you spend thousands of dollars going to see what you can get from him, not to see how you can live holy to be a better witness for him. You know, if you had a child, wouldn't you feel bad if a child just only come to you when they had a need? And all the time, you don't see that child always show up, always show up to help you do nothing. But when that child have a need, then in your mind, you say, oh, must want something. 
truth now. You think that's what God said about us sometimes? Oh, who out there knocking? Uh, angel? Oh, they must want something. But they very seldom come unless they have a need. You don't even see them unless they have a need. So why do you think sometimes trouble come in your life? I don't know what God says or not, but I think that's a good opportunity for him to see you sometime. <laughs> he says, say it again. Sometimes I don't know, but trouble might be the only way that God gets a taste of fellowship with you. <laughs> the only time that you sick want to live holy. Get about everything. You don't watch that junk on TV. Oh, no. You turn it off. I don't want you to turn that on in this house. I'm trusting God to do something now. But all the other time, you're watching. And you know that your body, you may come in this church, we teach you that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, that the Spirit of God dwells in you, that whatever you watch, God has to sit there and watch that junk with you. Whatever you do, he has to walk through it with you. And you have. It's okay. But there coming a day. And when I'm teaching to each one of you, whatever you think, and that's okay. But then one day gonna come. If you don't change your life, that you stand before God, you're gonna hear my voice saying, Holiness without no man to see the Lord. Shut up, Dr. Benny, you're not preaching up here in heaven. <laughs> But your mind, your mind going to tell you all the things. Believe me, your mind is going to go back to all the time that you listen to serving and listen to pastor. And pastor, can God teach you anything? Can the word change you? All what pastor taught you, honestly, all what I taught you, all what the ministry and staff taught, is going to start coming back to your mind when you stand before God trying to look holy. Okay, one minute. Aren't you happy? <laughs> well, I'm giving you the opportunity today. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Master over your life, I'm giving you the opportunity. If you walk forward and repent, Ask God to come in and be the Lord and master over your life. Yes. And when problems come up, ask the word of God to be master over your life. Yes. If you're not here today, if you're not saved, you're on your way to hell. I hate when you don't put it, skip it around it, right? Go back to the point. You're going to hell. Simple as that. Now, do you want to go to hell? What happened? You make that choice. You want to go to heaven? You come up here. We'll lead you to Christ. Start you on your way to heaven. You'll take up your cross and you will continue carrying your cross till you see Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Then if you just want to pray, I cannot pray for you to change. Only the Holy Ghost can change you when you want to be changed. You can come up here. That's what you want to do. And you can make your petition on to God what you want. You don't have to tell me. I have my own stuff I have to get rid of. Amen. So we all need God. 
We all, I'm not going to teach you, but I still have to examine myself. Amen? Amen. So the altar is open. If you want to come. But please don't walk out of this church on your way to hell and you know you're not saved. You know it. Hey, God know it. Please. Get your life right with God. 